are Locked On Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everyone? Welcome in to another episode of the Locked On Louisville Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. As always, I want to say thank you for making Locked On Louisville your first listen of the day. And just a reminder, the Locked On Louisville podcast is free on all streaming services, five days a week, all Louisville, all the time. So there wasn't a Friday edition of the show, so this is the first episode that is being released on a game day. The cards will be squaring off with the Boston College Eagles later on today, 4 o'clock Eastern kickoff at Cardinal Stadium. We're going to finish up that preview. I'm going to tell you why Malik Cunningham is going to have a big game today for the Cardinals. We're going to talk about what the keys to the game are for Louisville, and then we'll wrap up the discussion giving final thoughts and a prediction. Before we get into the content of today's show, like I mentioned, for those who are not aware of who I am, my name is Dalton Pence. I am a credentialed media member for Cardinal Sports Zone, where I serve as a beat writer for football and a recruiting analyst. Also do some various PA announcing fill-ins for the university in various sports. You can follow my personal Twitter at dpence underscore, and the podcast Twitter page is at LO underscore Louisville. So let's get right on into it. Despite the statistics that the Boston College defense is putting out there through the first six games, I think Malik Cunningham is going to have a huge game here against the Eagles. He's been very solid against them in his first two appearances last year, had some turnovers, that ultimately cost the cards the game. It wasn't just him. I mean, it was it was the whole team. The last possession was a batted pass that got picked off. But I think through his first real games, I don't really call that 2018 season. I just call it a wash. You know, forget it. It's history. I like to take 2019-2020 into account here. And if you kind of look at what happened in those two matchups, 2019 played pretty well. 2020 had some mistakes, but overall for the most part turned in a decent performance. This year, the Eagles, as I mentioned, only giving up 19.5 points per game to their opponents. That is 29th out of 130 FBS Division I teams. Now, as I mentioned, that you have to pay attention to when we talk about these statistics and why they might be just a little skewed They are 92nd in the country so far in strength of schedule out of 130 teams. So it's not like they're playing a a ton of great opponents. They had the worst defensive performance of the year last week against NC State. So, you know, the strength of schedule not setting the world on fire. But one key statistic, I think that this is what I keep coming back to when I think of how Malik Cunningham is going to fare in this game, and that is the fact that Boston College has fewer sacks than every other single team in the ACC, and they're bottom 15 in the FBS in total sacks. They're averaging just over one sack a game. I believe they have a total of eight on the season. No player has more than two, so slice it any way you want. I I get that for the most part, Boston College defends the run decently well. Um, That's going to be something to take a look at. They're only really allowing 126.5 yards on the ground. Passing-wise, it's just over 200, sitting at 203.3. So overall, 330 yards of offense, give or take, to their opposing teams. But arguably, this is a top-two 
offense that Boston College has faced all year. I think NC State is pretty solid, and Louisville, statistically speaking, just a little bit better than NC State, in my opinion, in terms of overall quality. But NC State, obviously a very solid team. The Wolfpack, very well coached, and they execute extremely well on offense. But back to Malik Cunningham. This is a game that, because Boston College doesn't necessarily get after the quarterback well, I don't think that that does any favors for the Eagle defense today. Now, here's what I mean. You know, when you watch Malik Cunningham play, he's becoming more and more confident in the pocket. But the key to containing him is not letting him run up through the defense and forcing him to stay in the pocket. And the trouble with that is if you're not collapsing the pocket, number one, you're giving him time to make his reads and make clean throws in the pocket. One thing that we've hammered over and over is the fact that when he has a clean pocket, he is one of the most accurate quarterbacks in the NCAA. So you have to worry about that, especially when you're giving him a lot of time to throw. But also, if you're giving him time to go through his reads, that also you know, takes away the possibility of trying to contain him because then you allow him to get up through the defense to make decisions on the go, on the run outside the tackle box. And that's where Malik Cunningham is the most dangerous, is when he has the decision whether or not to tuck it and run, where he's very athletic, one of the best athletes in the Power Five, or he throws a little you know, 8- to 10-yard pass out into the flat over the middle. He's done a very, very good job of playing to his strengths and not trying to be a player that he's not. He's not necessarily going to beat you, you know, down the field in the aerial sense, you know, all game long like some quarterbacks do. He's he's one of those that's going to take what you give him underneath and just dink and dunk and get some big plays here and there. But what he's doing and what Satterfield has really done well ever since the Eastern Kentucky game and that is just devising a game plan around him, you know, putting the hand putting the ball in the hands of your best player which is Malik Cunningham, and I think that that's going to stick out extremely well for Louisville this game because if Boston College can't get pressure on you know Malik Cunningham and the opposing running backs, I mean I don't ne- I don't necessarily think that that's going to be good news for the Eagles, and you know that can kind of extend to the running game as well. That if if you can't get pressure in the backfield, that you know puts a lot of you know emphasis and stress on trying to defend the run. And if they're not able to really penetrate that first line of defense and allow the Louisville running backs to get what they want on the ground, it's going to be a long day for Boston College. That's why I think that this has a potential to be a shootout. We'll talk about that here in just a little while. But ultimately, going to be a big game for Malik Cunningham. Now, I'm not saying he's going to have a Lamar Jackson-esque stat line to where he throws for 200 and rushes for 200. I think you have to kind of um, put it in context because – of the fact that Louisville does try to establish the run first and foremost. So although you know his stats might not show it, Malik Cunningham could have a really good game, but it just not show up on the stat sheet the way you think it would. So this is the performance where I could see, you know, 200-something yards passing, a couple touchdowns, you know, 50-plus rushing yards with a touchdown or two on the ground. And that's a great game for Malik Cunningham because what I'm looking for here is the completion percentage and just the overall yards per rushing attempt from Cunningham in this game. It's not so much about the volume of what he's getting. It's about the efficiency of what he's doing with his opportunities because if he's throwing the ball accurately and throwing it well, if he's making good decisions in in RPO situations or making good decisions when he rolls out of the pocket and tries to make a play, you know, that that's where I'm going to draw the line. And it's more so, you know, efficiency over just raw numbers. 
and that's going to determine you know just how good of a game that he has. And we're going to talk about um, some things that you know he needs to do along with you know the offense in general. And that's where I kind of want to transition into now are identifying the keys to the game for Louisville. I have three pinned right now. Number one, it starts with the offense, and that is to establish the run game early on in this game. Uh, number two goes back to the defense, and that's really just making sure you've learned from the first six weeks and being able to do better in third down defense. And finally, it's 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 the little things on offense for me. You know, capitalizing off of good field position, capitalizing in the red zone, just getting into the end zone is the overall thing. And we'll kind of go a little bit more into depth in, in that realm. But before we talk about the keys to the game in depth, I want to talk to you about our friends at McDonald's. This episode of Locked on Louisville is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food, but it's also a place where friends and family can come to reconnect, a place where classmates can meet up for a study group, knowing they'll have dependable Wi-Fi and endless supplies of french fries and McFlurries. Win or lose, it's a place where teammates, competitors, the home team, or the away team can come to recharge. It's the place you always look forward to stopping at on a long road trip to rest your legs and refuel. I remember in high school after football games on Friday nights, um, a, a group of buddies along with myself would go to McDonald's when we'd always get some fries and a drink. And even if we weren't necessarily getting a full-on meal, it was just about being able to you know, make memories in high school and just recharge our batteries and either uh, reminisce over a good win or kind of sulk on a bad loss, but ultimately thankful for McDonald's and that ability to be able to convene and hang out. So do yourself a favor, head to your local McDonald's to refuel and reconnect. Did somebody say locked on Louisville watch party? But regardless, I'm loving it and you should too. McDonald's has been a great help here and I thank them dearly. So let's dive into the keys to the game for Louisville against Boston College in this matchup. Beginning on the offensive side of the ball, that all starts with developing the run game and establishing that early on. Because when you look at these past two performances that Louisville's had against Wake Forest and against Virginia, both of them had resulted in a collective over 200-yard performance for the Louisville ground attack. And I think if you're going to beat a team like Boston College that, you know, Scott Satterfield and you know, the rest of the coaching staff and some players have said, you know, they're a team that plays hard. They don't necessarily beat themselves. Everything you get on the offensive and defensive side of the ball is earned and not given. You know, they don't necessarily make a ton of mistakes. They don't necessarily get a lot of turnovers, but if, if you present that opportunity, they're definitely going to take it. Rushing attack, they are only allowing 126.5 yards per ground to opponents in the rushing scheme. So for Louisville, I think it's just more about continuity. You know, I'm not necessarily saying that it's just a Boston College thing, but but I identify the success in the rushing attack as one of the reasons why Malik Cunningham has been able to do pretty pretty well against Wake Forest, against Virginia, you know, even against Florida State is because it makes defenses honest. It keeps them on their toes. It, it, at the very least, it, it forces defensive coordinators to respect the rushing attack so you have to put more guys in the box you know giving your receivers one-on-one -on -one opportunities so 
I think personally, some of it is Boston College and how solid they are in defending the run. But most of it's just you know kind of a cliche overview type of thing in a general sense. And that's okay if you allow the running game to get going, you're opening yourself up for so much in terms of opportunities. Especially like I mentioned with Malik Cunningham, if you're not getting guys after the ball, if you're forcing um, you know the defense to stack the box because they feel like you're running the ball pretty well, that's where you start spelling troubles for opposing defenses and they've been doing that pretty solid throughout the past couple weeks these past four weeks the Louisville offense continually getting better and better and better you're seeing that by the amount of yards per play that Louisville has which is in the top 10 in the NCAA so definitely establishing that run I know I listed this third but I guess this really you know uh, is in accordance to the offense as well, and that is doing the little things well, taking advantage of short field opportunities, um, of red zone opportunities, and that I think that this kind of came about against Virginia and especially Wake Forest as well. There were uh, you know instances in both games to where yes, they got points on the board with field goals, but it seems like you know it's great to have James Turner. Uh, you know, getting up there in terms of total field goals, but at at the end of the day, it comes at the expense of not putting touchdowns on the board. I think that you know the Virginia game is a totally different outcome if Louisville is able to capitalize and score touchdowns when they were given short field opportunities in results of turnovers. So I think it's just you know the little things, you know, making sure you don't kill drives due to penalties, um, you know, throwing. Accurate throws to open receivers for Malik Cunningham, um, you know, protecting the quarterback, all these general things. And I feel like it's kind of cliche to bring this up as a key to the game, but it seems like over and over and over, Louisville struggles with just doing the little things well and capitalizing on field position. You know, I, I get it, a four point difference between a field goal and a touchdown may not seem like a lot in the grand scheme of things, but Louisville lost last week. By or two weeks ago, I should say, by two points. The week before that, it was three points. So two combined losses uh, with a, a total of four points. That's where you have to, you know, really start to nitpick the small things. Like, okay, you, there was this play you could have done better. There's this play you could have done better. Those plays add up, and I, I, I get that in the. You know, in the moment, one play might not seem like make or break, but it all kind of builds up and you know gets into this collective mesh that ultimately you know has resulted in two losses for Louisville. It, it, the little things separate Louisville from being five and one instead of three and three and having to go five hundred in the last six games to become bowl eligible. I mean, it's just the reality of the situation. So it's just a matter of getting the small things done on offense in the whole grand scheme of things. So let's transition over. Over to the defense, and I think that the number one thing that has stood out to me, not only in the Virginia game, but also games previous, and that is the third down defense, getting off the field. I think that overall this season, Louisville has done really well at getting teams in third and long situations. They've done well in first and second down. But for whatever reason, it seems like more often than not, third and long, I mean, guys are wide open receivers in terms of I'm not sure why – that is, I get the whole, I get the theoretical sense of rush three, drop eight, but it seems like that necessarily hasn't been the most successful recipe for the Louisville defense in the first half of the season. So I mentioned that I'm you know, interested to see what Scott Satterfield and Brian Brown 
have devised for this game of how they're going to bring more pressure, how they're going to try to tinker with the defense to you know avoid having games like Virginia and like Wake Forest. So I think it all starts with you know that rush three drop eight sentiment. Um, theoretically, it sounds good, but it just kind of hasn't really worked for Louisville, and that kind of really shows in the third and fourth down defense when offenses go for it is there's wide open receivers in small pockets of space more often than not, and it's just allowing opposing quarterbacks like Brandon Armstrong, Sam Hartman to just sit in the pocket and you know, go through the read and, you know, rushing three, there's not, you know, a huge concern in terms of giving up a sack and then they fire and find a, a, a wide open guy more often than not. And I think that that's something that I'm looking forward to seeing how you know, over the bye week, the Louisville coaching staff has, you know, adjusted that and tried to counter, you know, act that phenomenon and try to, you know, decrease that trend. So for me, it's getting the defense off the field on third down. If they can complete the series and force Boston College to punt, that that takes away the need to have to go into a shootout and have to feel like you have to score, you know, high 30s, low 40s to win ball games. But overall, it's I feel like I'm I, I'm pleased with what the defense is doing from an overall standpoint. But all it takes is you know you know a wide open receiver on third and long, and it just continues to drive and ultimately just wears the defense down. So um, keys to the game, like I mentioned, overall it's getting the running game going early it's doing the little things on offense and it's you know getting off the field on third down on defense and completing series forcing teams to punt so let's dive right on into the final thoughts and predictions from an overall sense first let's talk about our friends down at bet on the line so we're about halfway through the college football season, getting that way in the NFL as well. Basketball starting up. One thing remains, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the basketball and football action. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using the promo code Locked On. From basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, UFC. Right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021-22 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports, and bet online is where the game starts. Also, want to discuss our friends down at Built Bar. If you haven't tried a Built Bar by now, you are simply missing out. They say it's a protein bar, but it does not taste like one. You have to try one of these amazing bars yourself to believe it. Most protein bars, let's be honest, they're chalky, they're waxy, or they're just plain hard to choke down. But a built Bar is soft, covered in 100% real chocolate, and when you bite into it, you know you're eating something different. It's more of an experience, one that you'll enjoy. In fact, you'd swear you're eating a candy bar. Built Bars are low-carb, low-calorie, low-fat, low-sugar, high in protein, so all the healthy benefits on top of just being purely delicious, there are so many flavors to pick from as well. Another great thing about Built Bar, the so many mouth-watering flavors, and there are a ton of them, and they're so different. And I think that that's the beauty of it. There's such a variety from raspberry to mint brownie to salted caramel to coconut to double chocolate, cherry barcia. There's something for everyone. And this month, Built is coming out with new limited-time flavors every three to four days. So check their website out often. You don't want to miss out. Do yourself a favor. Go to built.com right now. Use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your first order on us. Once again, that's the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. 
So in an overall sense, I, I made a prediction earlier in the week for the Cardinals Sports Zone staff predictions for this game. I had the Cardinals winning 42-35. to I think that this is going to be pretty on par with what we're going to see. I think that ultimately, Louisville will make some adjustments on defense, but I think that the balanced approach that the Boston College offense presents is going to you know have some trouble in terms of Louisville stopping them. I think that you know Garwo the third is one of the more solid running backs in the ACC, very underrated and can really tear a defense up. That good Boston College offensive line could also pose as a problem for the Louisville defense, especially in the trenches. Uh, Dennis Grossel isn't going to necessarily wow you, in my opinion, with his ability, but what he does have is he has a good receiving core led by a trio of very solid tight ends and a top three receiver in Zay Flowers. So Boston College, although may not have necessarily as nuclear of an offense that Louisville possesses, they are to be respected, and they can score a lot of points if you let them. You have to be very disciplined on defense. Missing tackles has to be limited to a minimum. You have to be able to get after the quarterback, and if you let Dennis Grossel have time in the pocket, he's not necessarily known as a dual threat, but he can get up and move if the space presents itself. And he has a solid receiving core that you cannot cover for you know a long period of time and not expect them to get open. They have players all across the field. The linebacking core is going to be critical in this game just because of the fact that Jeff Halfley and Boston College utilize the tight end so very direly in this offense so you have to be able to respect them on the other side of the ball I think that Louisville's going to score some points this is a game where I mentioned hey Malik Cunningham is going to have a big game Boston College doesn't get many sacks in fact they average just over one a game it's the worst in the ACC it's one of the 15 worst in college football FBS so this is an opportunity not only for Malik Cunningham to go absolutely bonkers but also for the rushing attack to be able to prove, hey, this is a Boston College team. Yeah, they may look good on paper, but at the end of the day, they really haven't played many teams that are of quality. They they played a Clemson team, which is still hard to really diagnose what's going on with them and how good they are. We won't really know until Louisville plays them. I believe it's on the 4th or 5th, whichever one is that Saturday. So we won't really be able to you know, diagnose that game. But NC State, one of the best teams, if not the best team in the ACC, beat them up in Boston 33-7. to So, you know, I think NC State and Louisville's offense are, are pretty comparable. In fact, I might give the slightest edge to Louisville. It's not by much, though. What I am saying is that, you know, the, the blueprint is there to beat them. You know, you have to do the little things well. You have to protect Malik Cunningham, give him the opportunity to make plays with his legs and get the if you can get the ground game going. And I know it took a little while for Louisville to do so against Virginia, but I think if you can get it going before the end of the first quarter, I think that this has a potential, you know, to be a um, you know, 10 to 17 point win if everything goes correctly. I have Louisville winning by 7. I think that the rushing game is going to be respectable. Um, will they get over 200 yards? I'm not sure. I think that they're going to flirt with 150, um, you know, for sure, but I think that this is going to be a game where Malik Cunningham is able to take matters into his own hands and really, you know, do some great things on the field for Louisville. So ultimately, it's just going to be a matter of you know, you cannot beat yourselves in this game. You know, penalties have to be a minimum. It's just the you know the standard things for a football game. You know, limit your penalties. Don't you know win the turnover battle. Um, 
you know, score points in the red zone, capitalize on short field position. But the thing about it is, is I would I wouldn't feel the need to keep bringing this up if I didn't feel like Louisville had some room to improve in terms of doing the little things. So you have to be able to focus on the little things. You have to, you know, basically beat Boston College at their own game. Play hard. Play fast. Get after the quarterback. Force Dennis Grossel to you know, think that much quicker in making his reads. So I think that this is a game that Louisville should win, and if they don't win, it's going to be a very big disappointment, especially with the, you know, the remaining five games. But this is a great opportunity for the Cardinals to be able to start the second half of the season off strong, and I think Louisville's going to do just that. So we talked about why Malik Cunningham is going to have a big game against Boston College today. Discussed the three keys to the game and gave overall predictions. Louisville on top 42-35 to 35 is my call. Um, next week, we're just going to be in, back like normal, start the week off with a recap of this game, and then we'll dive right on into the NC State game later on in the week. Uh, I want to give a quick shout-out to a couple podcasts. The first, the Cardinal Sports Zone podcast. If you want to learn more about Boston College, uh, Cardinal Sports Zone co-founder Jeremy Wallman met up with Locked On's very own Boston College host, A.J. Black. They met for a game day prep podcast that you can find on cardinalsportszone.com. That's great for any pregame listens that you want to have. And then the Locked On ACC podcast as well. Uh, hosted by Candace Cooper. You can get a great grasp of the conference as a whole, or you can learn about some future opponents that Louisville has slated still left on the schedule. Be sure to check that out on the Odyssey app or wherever you like to get your podcast. I want to say thank you for everyone making Locked on Louisville your first listen of the day, especially on this Saturday. Thank you for taking time out of your weekend to check the pod out. Thank you to all that are liking, subscribing, sharing, so on and so forth. It definitely is appreciated and does not go unnoticed. If you have any content suggestions or you want to hear a certain topic covered, hit me up on Twitter at Depence underscore or at the podcast Twitter page at LO underscore Louisville. That's going to wrap up this Saturday edition of the show. Go Cards, and we'll see you right back here on Monday.